As you're listening to this podcast, have you ever found yourself struck by a brilliant sales funnel idea, but by the time you finished your laundry or your road trip, you've forgotten what it was? Well, we have a game-changing solution for you. Introducing the Marketing Made Simple Sales Funnel Printable PDF. This is going to be your ultimate companion for organizing and bringing those ideas to life. And the best part? It's absolutely free. To get your hands on this simple and effective resource, head over to storybrand.com slash sales-funnel-plan. It's also in the show notes in case you didn't get all that down. Don't let your light bulb moments fade away as soon as the episode ends. Download the Marketing Made Simple Sales Funnel PDF and finally have a dedicated space to track and transform your ideas into marketing realities. So what are you waiting for? Go to storybrand.com slash sales funnel plan or go to the show notes right now and claim your free sales funnel PDF to make your marketing brainstorming easier and more effective. If you're anything like me, you're probably hoping to spend more time this summer nestled in nature or sitting in the sun. But in order to do that, you and your team are really going to have to work smarter and not harder. And that's why we're so excited about HubSpot's integrated AI tech. It's really helping teams automate the more tedious parts of running their business. Their AI-powered tools that are built into HubSpot's CRM allow you to do research or pull reports, craft your content and write copy in a flash. Recent research shows that marketers are already slicing the amount of time spent on manual and administrative tasks in half thanks to AI. That they're going from five hours to two and a half hours a day, which amounts to almost four weeks per year. I mean, with all that extra time, you could watch the latest summer blockbuster every afternoon. Or you could pick up a new hobby or take a road trip with friends, grow a little garden, and stream a ton of TV shows. So I know that you're going to want to learn more. And all you have to do is get started today at HubSpot.com. What is a nurture email? In the story brand context, what a nurture email is, is a regular email that you send out, maybe weekly or monthly or even quarterly, that connects with your customers and nurtures your relationship. 92% of people say that they check their email on a daily basis. So what is one of the best ways that you can stay connected and give value to your customer? Be in their email box, in something that they see every day. Hello, Hero Maker. Welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, April. Hey, JJ. And hey, Hero Maker. April, this past week, I was in Oregon visiting my family Mm. and I had some friends come by who I've known my whole life. There's pictures of us at the beach in Oregon as babies, like in diapers, playing in the sand. And we grew up together going to camps and, you know, every summer. And I don't really talk to them very often anymore. Most of them I see or talk to maybe once a year. We keep up on Facebook. 
But there is just something about old friends. Like they just know you and you have an affinity and connection with them that you just don't have with other people. Oh, yeah. I mean, as somebody who moved around a lot. Same. It was like I collected a group of friends and then, oh, we've we've got to move on to the next town. But I mean, I, I've stayed friends with some of those groups of people for years and years and years. And even though I don't see them on a regular basis, oh, the deep and richness when we get together and pick right back up where we left off. There's nothing like that. Yeah, I think Ben Rector has a song called Old Friends. And there, there's like this whole idea that you can't make old friends mm. like anymore. You can't make it's like the friends that you've had and been around. They're the people who you stay connected with. And that only comes, that type of relationship, literally, you can't make old friends, you just develop them over time, right? It's just a matter of the amount of time you've spent together, the years you've spent together, the years you've been connected, and that is what really builds those deep, deep relationships. Yeah, whenever I look back at my life, like even five years ago, I've got some pretty deep relationships. I started five years ago and I'm a different person now. And yes. they've like watched me grow and change and they've been a part of some of that growth and change. And so whenever I go back, you know, 20 years in time or 30 years in time and some of those people have been with me, like they're going that distance with me. I mean, I'm I'm deeply connected and it's very, very rich. And I was thinking about this in terms of then applying it to marketing, right? Because we're always kind of thinking in that space of marketing and and how when you're in marketing, you really are about building relationships, right? This whole series that we've been walking through, the Story Brand Marketing That Worked series is all about helping our listeners build relationships with their clients by using the sales funnel, right? Using a one-liner, a website, lead generators, and emails to build relationship with with customers. And when it gets to this next section of the framework, we're talking about nurture emails. And nurture emails really are for those customers who have been in relationship with you for a while, or at least gave their email to you a while ago, right? There are brands that I have been connected with and have had my email address for years, for years and years and years. And I look forward to their emails. I don't always read their emails, but I look forward to them. I go, oh, they've got this new sale going on. Oh, they just sent me this new information about a podcast that they've just released. And I don't unsubscribe because I want to stay in relationship with them for that moment when I truthfully need them <laughs> or want them or want something that they're offering. And I want to stay connected with them in some way. And the best way is through these nurture emails. And, you know, we can stay connected with people with social media and all of that stuff. But really, the best way to continue building relationship with a customer, especially those old customers who've been around for a long time, is to connect with them on a regular basis through emails. And we call those nurture emails. This is making me think of the time that Don, Donald Miller, our founder and our CEO, he came to us with the idea and he said, hey, I want to make 60 videos where I just pop into people's inboxes every single day and offer them some value to help them grow their business. And this was before we launched Business Made Simple, the platform, the online learning platform and things. But it was really so powerful to see people's reaction 
to those videos and and just how much value they were getting and how much they were excited to get the next video delivered to their inbox. And listener, that's the kind of excitement that we're hoping to inspire you to create around whatever it is that you're going to pop into the people that you've been nurturing these relationships along for years now. You've got their email addresses. Well, you might as well say, hi, I'm a great guide in this area. This is how I can help you. So what is a nurture email, right? There are different definitions, honestly, out there in the marketing world of what is a nurture email. In the story brand context, what a nurture email is, is a regular email that you send out, maybe weekly or monthly or even quarterly, that connects with your customers and nurtures your relationship that shows up in their phone on a weekly or monthly basis that continues to remind them that you're there, continues to build the relationship. And a lot of people go, well, I don't want to send emails out all the time. I don't want to overwhelm people. It's not about overwhelming people or sending too many emails. You don't want to be thinking in that context. You want to be thinking about connection and value. What connection and value are you offering the people who have given you their email address, who have been customers for a while or been following? you for a while because here's the reality. Let me, let me just pause for a second here and just ask you, raise your hand if you check your email on a daily basis. Raise your hand. I see all those hands. <laughs> the reality is statistically 92% of you should have raised your hand. 92% of people say that they check their email on a daily basis. So what is one of the best ways that you can stay connected and give value to your customer? Be in their email box, in something that they see every day. So when you're thinking about sending out nurture emails, there's a couple of things you want to think about. You want to make sure that it's not heavy on sales. This is not a sales email. This is not pushing your product or service. This is just staying connected and offering value. So what it could look like is for us, some of the nurture emails we send out is an announcement about the podcast that's coming out this week. We just say, hey, here's the value you're going to get from this. And then at the bottom, we might say, and by the way, we have an event coming up. But really, we're saying if you're interested in learning about social media or nurture emails, you want to listen to this week's podcast. And that's it. You know, if you are a grocery store, you're sending out what are the sales that are happening this week? What are the specials that are going on? If you are a local bar, you might be sending out what's happening at the weekly trivia. If you are a greenhouse, you might be sending out tips on how to keep your plants alive. You know, if you are a caterer, you might be sending out a weekly recipe, something that just helps you stay connected to your customers, offering some kind of value, tips, tricks, announcements, value. And what you're doing is every week, every month, you're staying connected with those customers. You're offering them value. You're building relationship. And really what you're doing is you're nurturing those old friends. The sales emails are really about selling to the new friends. And you would do want to offer value there. But this is really about nurturing those old friend relationships. And like we said earlier, you can't make old friends. You have to have been invested in them and continuing to build that that relationship. And that's exactly what nurture emails do. 
And Hero Maker, this whole series, of course, is about story brand marketing that worked, where we talk to a story brand certified guide about one of their clients and how they've used this particular element of the marketing made simple sales funnel to help them grow their business. And so we've done that today. I got to talk with story brand certified guide Brad Alexander, and he's talking specifically about a business that was very niche and They had a small-ish email list, and then you'll have to listen to the end to hear how much he helped them grow that and add to those friends that are now going to be old friends in years' time. So get ready to get excited and be inspired to create a nurture email series in this conversation with StoryBrand Certified Guide, Brad Alexander. Brad Alexander, I am so excited to be talking to you about one of your clients that you helped make their marketing work. Why don't you give us the lowdown? Who are they and what do they do and what was the main problem that they were coming to you with? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, happy to do so, April. So this client, the company name is IDCON, I-D-C-O-N. And they are not your average everyday business in a sense of something that a lot of us interact with every day. What they are are engineering, manufacturing, industrial maintenance consultants. Okay, it's a lot of good Scrabble words right there for you. But what they do is they come into large industrial operations that have big manufacturing corporations and they have all this equipment that needs to be maintained to make sure they can produce the airplanes or the cars or the motorcycles or the gold or whatever it is. And they help these maintenance teams keep things running in their plants in an efficient way. There's like a whole system to do this to save costs to make sure it doesn't shut down. Because in that world, if a factory shuts down, like every minute is just money they're losing. And so they've uh, been in business, golly, for almost 50 years um, as a business. They're kind of experts and gurus in the space. And they adopted really SEO writing articles back when people just started doing internet work. Um, but as years got on, went on, that space got more competitive, obviously, because more people were writing content. But once something they never really leveraged in their marketing was just legitimate email marketing. And so I worked with them through a whole slew of things. But when we got to the to the part of their email marketing, they had the email marketing software. They'd used it kind of every once in a while to email about some trainings but it never was really like a consistent tool to reach their audience, to build an audience, to nurture relationships in a digital way beyond just hoping somebody comes to their website and likes their stuff. So they had content, but they were not leveraging it specifically in an email nurture campaign at all. Yeah, they again, they had been adopting writing stuff. For, I mean, they literally had like over 300 online articles about all kinds of topics, niche specific things in this industry that people would just search for sometimes it's fine, but they weren't turning that into, hey, what if we just fed this to people on purpose if they sign up for emails and continue to get it in front of people um, and, and to really help them out in their own world and also potentially give them some business? OK, so when it came to writing emails, what was keeping them from doing that? Some of the biggest things that were keeping them from doing it primarily was they wanted to do it, but they just didn't know how to get started. They didn't know what to, where to go, how to get going at it. How do I organize this? Especially because they had so much stuff to work with. 
I mean, that was just overwhelming. Like, what do we do with this? Do we start writing new things? Do we start writing old? Do we use old things? And so again, because of 10 years of content, they just had no plan as far as what to send and when to send it. What else was holding them back? Anything? Well, uh, another element, because especially because they're in this consulting space where they're trying to help people do things right, like, you know, clean it up, do it efficiently. They already operate with this default mentality in such a great way of like, we don't want to do it wrong because we understand that when you do it right, it makes such a difference. And so there is this kind of fear of like, we don't want to do it wrong. We don't want to trip ourselves up. We don't want to cause problems. Like, what if nobody opens our emails? What if we get the subject lines wrong? What if we come across too salesy? And I was talking with them about that stuff and just the idea that even the fact that they were considering that they might do it wrong was actually a, a positive because they were they were caring about it. And I was like, that's great. That's OK to be asking that. Yeah. All right. Any anything else that was holding them back? They were afraid of losing subscribers because they hadn't been emailing regularly at all. There is this fear of like we have I think that at the time they had about 800 email addresses that they were OK using. And they were like, but what if people start unsubscribing? And so they wanted to grow their list and keep sending emails. And then they had done some every once in a while. Then just like happens, people unsubscribe. And I mean, I don't whether we want to admit it or not, that's just something that just feels personal. It, it stings when that happens. And it makes you immediately, even if it's just one person, the thought is, oh, no, we're screwing it up. Right. And I'm scared of that. And so they were choosing to not do anything with it at all because of the potential of losing some here and there. Thank you for teasing all of this out, because there's the tangible, OK, I'm overwhelmed because of the amount of content that we've mass produced. And now I don't actually know how to get started with this. And then there's the human elements that you've also teased out that are just happening internally inside of us, right? Like this intimidation or this fear of either being rejected or losing some of our audience. It's like, oh man, that that's so human and, and makes so much sense. But I know that you as a story brand certified guide, when a client comes to you and they have 300 articles, <laughs> I can just see you like rubbing your hands together, being like, yes, 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 yes. You've just made my job so much easier. So I would love to get into, let's pivot right now into, well, what did you do to help IDCON make this email nurture campaign and how did it work for them? So break it down for us. Give us the the step-by-step -step of what happened with this particular client. Yeah, I mean, because they, they had a boatload of, of helpful stuff just waiting to be used, it was it, the answer of what are we going to email people was already answered. It was more like, OK, what sh what do we start with, which was a little bit easier to get around to. And so really what they needed um, was some organization and a plan just to put those articles and content to work. And they needed a way to automate that over the long haul. Even though they were a several million dollar consulting agency, they're still a small team. And so they didn't have somebody who was like, I'm the dedicated email marketer. And so they wanted to get something set up so that when somebody jumped into it, it would just send it to them automatically 
and not have to, oh no, I forgot to send an email this week, right? They could just plug it in and do it. And so that was what they needed to start. And so we, what we did was we worked through all their articles and I gave them the task because I couldn't do it because I didn't, I'm not the expert. And I had them organize or reduce everything that they had down into basically six general topic categories. Okay. If these are all six different buckets, what would you put these things in? And that was where we started. And so they kind of, they did that. And then we made a goal to just start emailing one article a week for 12 weeks. Let's just get 12 to start with. And so I asked them to prioritize the articles they wanted to send. They worked through some of that. We talked together and then they made sure that there was a mixture of topics. So it wasn't just like the same thing every week. And then we set it up inside their email marketing software as a weekly automated email, um, as opposed to let's just send up individual emails to be sent out. And so that's where we we started just to get a quick win. Hey, let's get this done. Let's get there. Let's get some momentum. And then the last goal that they had after we got that up was let's, hey, let's target have a whole year's worth of emails. And so every month we met up and I, and I kind of gave them some homework and they would pick and I would, I would help land on four more articles to add to that chain. And we did that. And you know, sometimes it was four, sometimes it was six, depending on the momentum we had. And then we would just add that onto the automation until we had 52 emails set up in this automation chain. And then now, basically, if somebody joins their list and it's the right person, they have two years worth of weekly helpful content that's in their industry that makes sense to them, that is guideful, helpful resources, downloads, checklists, articles, how-tos, case studies, videos, all the stuff that they make. And it's just baked in and ready to go. But we had to start small in order just to build on it. Inclusion of Marketing is a podcast hosted by Sonia Thompson and is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Inclusion of Marketing digs into important topics like belonging and customer experience and diversity and how you can practice inclusive marketing authentically. Because when you lead with inclusivity, you're going to win the attention, the adoration, loyalty, and the trust of a broader group of consumers. I mean, who doesn't want that? So go check out the recent episode titled, There's No Growth Without We. In this episode, Sonia covers how to define more specifically who you are including, who you show up for, have empathy for, who you fight for. And she makes this episode super relatable by using examples from the cast of the new movie Oppenheimer, also Rihanna, Johnson & Johnson, and more. So if you want to ensure that your marketing efforts are inclusive while also being authentic to who you are as a brand, listen to Inclusion & Marketing wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. So what are the it works moments for this client? You know, what did it do for Idcon's business? Yeah. And I get that question. We all get this question when it comes to email marketing. But yeah, but like, is it going to work? How do I know if it works? There's two specific shifting moments in their business or just experiences they had that showed, hey, this is doing what we want it to do. I mean, the primary benefit of a nurture email series versus a sales campaign, like you're trying to build a relationship with your audience and your brand. Like that's the whole point. You're trying to build that connection of trust. It's not just about landing a deal. And so you you get stuck a lot of times looking at open rates and click rates, but those don't tell a story. It's like, well, they opened them and they read it, but I don't know if they like us, you know? And so it's hard to get a feel for what's actually happening. So what we decided to do 
was we dropped this one little simple kind of email into the mix. I just kind of call it the how can I help email. It's intentionally designed to interrupt the information flow. And so it's basically a short, simple email. There's no links to an article. There's no resource attached to it. It's just an intentional interruption to the weekly email they're expecting. And it just simply says something like, hey, April, instead of sending an article today, I thought I'd send a quick email about what's going on in your world. Anywhere you're stuck, any topic you want to hear more about, any question you want to find an answer to, whatever it is, just, just reply to this email and I'd love to see how I can help. We've dropped that in and what we did is we put that, I think around email 15 or 16 initially. Hey, let's just throw one of these in here and see what happens. And what was beautiful was whenever it got sent, they got more replies to that email than they had gotten replies to anything else. It was just, it showed a human connection. Um, They could see people that expressing concern in a good way. Hey, thank you for this stuff. I have a question, we're stuck here. So that's probably one of the biggest ones. I mean, let's just stop right there and say just positing that story question and interrupting and asking, hey, where are you at in your story right now? And how can I be of assistance? That's a killer guide move. It's amazing. So Hero Maker, you've got to, you know, rewind to whatever spot that where Brad just read that out loud and just copy it down. We've got to include this in the show notes. All right. What else, Brad? What other big wins for, from setting up this nurture email campaign did ItCon experience? So we were doing a bunch of different work for them already. Like they did like kind of the whole full funnel of things. And we were launching their new website. And I think we launched it February, 2020. Ooh, and if we dun, all remember, dun, dun. Yeah, right. What happened in March, 2020, <laughs> they had to pivot just like most of us in developing an online presence. It was just a must have part of it. And so webinars, which they had never really used as a tool, now became one of their main strategies to teach and train and, and generate leads. And so instead of having to run a bunch of ads and be like, oh, no, we got to get people to this thing, they had a growing list of email uh, of people that they were emailing that already were starting to trust them. And as they built this out, like they were getting 100, 200, 300 people jumping on a webinar just by sending out an email about it. And now they had and they still have this direct line of communication to their new offers, new opportunities when they come up. Incredible. I mean, your email list is one of the things that you own, Hero Maker, out there. And uh, the more that you can grow it, the more direct access that you have with people to pop in and remind them, hey, we've pivoted for whatever reason it is that you've pivoted. And here's our new offering or here's our new product or here's the new way we can help you win in this marketplace. So love, love, love. I'm sure that they were just like, I'm so glad that we hired Brad to help us out before February 2020 and and set this in motion. Now, Brad, you've got to give us some numbers. I know that they I think they started with 800 subscribers. Is that right? So what what happened, you know, after building out, of course, you kind of did the whole kit and caboodle for them. You, you know, help them with website and lead generators and all the things. But now where are they at with their subscribers? Yeah. So they went from over three years in this highly niche market, they went from uh, about 800 people to around 5,600 people. 
within a year it had, it had doubled um, easily. And I think it doubled for the first two years and they want more. They're like, we want to get to 8,000. We want to get to, you know, 10,000. They, they see the value of this list now, which is awesome because then they're doing way more without my help now because they just get it and they're operating with it because they've seen it. They see how it works and they see the value of putting the work into it. Yes. So break it down for us, Brad. What are the steps for our listener, our hero maker What's your three-step plan for them going to be today? The first thing I would say is just if you can get in your head, hey, I want to start with one email a month. Don't start with trying to send a weekly email. You don't even necessarily need to send a weekly email. But once a month is a good enough rhythm to show up. And so start with that and start with 12 emails. Just try that out. Okay, I can do 12 emails. If you're listening to this podcast, then you are probably familiar with what a brand script is. And so just a a way to dig into what are you going to write there? Look at the internal problem your people are dealing with and like just take a piece of paper out or whatever and write out every possible way that that internal problem is showing up and expressing itself and wreaking havoc in your clients or customers day to day life. How does that look? What is going on? Then for each one of those, pretend you're just talking to a friend of yours and helping them solve that each of those individual things real quick. What if you did this, this, and this? Okay, great. You just created a list of emails, each with a problem and a solution that all tie back up to the internal problem that you solve. You've been specific in a way to solve it. You don't need to overthink it. They're a place to be creative and to be fun, but a nurture email doesn't have to be the best thing that's ever been written in your life. You are literally just showing up in their inbox with an email that you would be glad to receive also. And so you don't have to have a blog. You don't have to have a video. You don't have to have a podcast. The email itself can be the content. And I think the last thing in that, just don't trail off. Or if you do trail off, like don't worry about it. I tell people all the time, the best thing to do when you haven't emailed your list in a while is just email them. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's paying attention to how often you email them. Just go ahead and do it. Perfect. Just start with one email a month. Step two is get familiar with your email software. That's usually another point of hesitation. Oh, I don't understand how to use it. It's all technical. HubSpot's too complicated. MailChimp's really hard. Active campaign is looks weird. Convert kit seems complicated. You can literally spend about three or four hours in one day and you'll be well familiar with it. These things are designed to be easy to use. The company that you're paying money to wants you to use it because that means they're going to keep making money. And so they have tutorials, they have articles, all that kind of stuff. The last thing I would say is focus on relationships and not sales. Be brief, be human, and be helpful. And just ask yourself, is this an email I would want to open myself? And if you do that, you're going to be able to sell when you have an offer because you've shown that you care, which means that whatever you have to sell is a welcome solution to a problem, not just in another annoying email about a sales that you have. Thank you, Brad. (laughs) You've made it simple. Okay, Hero Maker, now you have permission to create nurture emails that actually continue to build relationships with your past customers 
and the ones that are going to enter into your sales funnel by giving you new emails. That is going to grow your business. And if you still feel stuck trying to figure out how to apply the story brand framework into your marketing and create a nurture email series, you can actually hire a story brand certified guide like Brad Alexander. Just go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to clarify your message and create marketing that works. All right, Hero Maker, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. Once you have somebody's email, you are in a, you know, we would call it almost a dating relationship, right? (laughs) They've given you their email. They've made a commitment by giving that to you, and they know you're actually going to connect with them. Nobody is surprised when we get emails after we've given somebody our email address. Don't be afraid to stay connected with your customers. Build those relationships and think of it not as a way of just continuing to sell, sell, sell. Think of it as a way to continue to nurture those old friendships, build into them, give them value, stay connected in their email box with them. This will help you nurture those relationships. And the reality is ultimately you're onboarding them for a sale down the road, but they may not be ready to buy this moment. So you want to stay connected and you want to nurture that relationship. So for today's actionable step, what you want to do is actually put on your calendar one day a month where you are going to write one nurture email. Start slow. And if you don't have any nurture emails, just write one a month. After a year, you are ultimately going to have 12 emails that you can use over and over and over again. They become your foundation for your nurture email series. And these should be very simple. You're just offering value, you're staying connected, you're building relationship. For instance, if you already have a blog where you are giving people information, tips and tricks in order to make their life easier, take the information from those blogs, especially the most popular ones, and turn those into nurture emails. If you have a weekly podcast that you are doing and sending out to the public, put together an email that just talks about what value is coming in the next podcast. If you have events that come up on a regular basis, if you are tying into tips and tricks for specific holidays or seasons that are around the corner, use those things to develop nurture emails that ultimately will give value to your customer. You get to stay connected to them by staying in their email on a regular basis. When you have these 12 emails that you can use to continue to nurture the relationship with your customer, they're getting to know you, they're seeing how you can be their guide, and ultimately they're seeing how they can solve their own problems. When you're able to guide your customer to solve their problem, they ultimately become the hero of their own story. And that's what makes you a great guide. That is what makes you a hero maker. That's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thanks so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you found this episode valuable, please rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week. You cannot stop me. You cannot stop me. 